I'm from West Virginia, which is not the show. But uh, I have a radio show called Mabatsa Israel, Insight to Israel, where I use all the social media and my radio show, and I tell the truth about the Jewish state that the leftist media and Islam and global governments never tell. Can you tell him Islam? You know who has Sarnich? No. Tell him, tell him this is Not a story. No, 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 no. Have you heard of Soda I just did a commercial for him. I was their lead actor in, in a Soda Stream commercial. Yeah, I, I was. It was an honor. Did you see this latest one, the one that the, the workers made? The workers. I did see that. I did. I they have like that. Where they explain, explain, explain to the viewers yes. what who your son is and what Soda Stream is. I would have gotten dressed up. No, you look fantastic. You look fantastic, no, man. She's stealing the show from me. No, that's all right. <laughs> no, that's all right. Go ahead. What's your name, man? Hi, my name is Hadassah Birnbaum. And your and, son uh, is? my son is Daniel Birnbaum. Daniel Birnbaum of SodaStream. Yay! Soda yeah! Stream. Yeah! Bye, SodaStream. Now, this CEO. leaks into He's me. He's the CEO of SodaStream. Yeah. Wow, I'm sitting here yes. next to royalty almost. SodaStream is this great company that was targeted by what's called the BDS movement. Which we're talking about, about right now on the radio right. show. Who was uh, relocated to the Negev. Unfortunately, yeah. And he is determined to continue the employment of the uh, other Indian Arabs who were working out of the shore out of Minsk, together with the Bedouin and the Jewish uh, workers there as well. He had in the in the old uh, plant that was just over the, what's called the Green Line, um, in a section of um, disputed territory, which will probably in the end, if we ever have a will probably come into Israel, be a part of Israel. And the plant uh, was working very efficiently with um, 600 Palestinians and uh, the rest of the workers, uh, several hundred um, Israeli Jews and Israeli Arabs and Bedouin, all together working like a family. They respect each other. They they observe uh, their own holidays. There was a room for the Muslims to uh, pray five times a day. Wow. They get the same salaries. They got the same salaries. All the made more money than most most Muslims in of course. Judea and Samaria make. And our son Donnie gave um, provided health care for all the uh, Palestinians wow. because they don't have what we call Kibbutz Police, which Israeli Catholicism is the uh, socialized more or less like Medicare, and um, and everything was going along fine. And then, for various reasons, they decided to relocate, to close that factory, and make a giant factory in, within Israel's borders. And one of the considerations was that BDS was attacking them right and left, and uh, forcing them to close a beautiful, beautiful store in Brighton, England, where they had a state-of-the-art wow. store that was set up in a way that people could, could admire and, and learn how to make the world greener. Because soda stream bottles can be used for three years. That's amazing. And you don't have to keep schlepping all the parts, the, the um, you know, what's like? The cans. The cans. Can. <laughs> so that, cans basically, basically, what Adasar is saying here is this BDS movement that we'll talk about later on. Professor, they're there for human rights, for so much looking after the Palestinians and for ecology. But actually, the actual practice of it is that it's damaging to the ecology, and they're damaging to the Palestinians who they claim to help, and certainly not for human rights. So out of the 600 Palestinians, now that the factory, the big factory is now really, has been relocated into proper in the Negev, the south, um, there are no longer 600, there are 74. Wow. And 74 are going to lose their jobs in three days because they're 
permit the problem to get the permit and so my my son has been running this program trying desperately really putting every effort possible into getting these the permission for the 74 Palestinians to come in so the message of this is you hear you have the BDS have forced them to lose their jobs going out of his way to try and help raise the, the level of these Palestinian Arabs the lifestyle. and the BDS who profess to support the Palestinians are the ones who are determined to make them unemployed. Wow. Ruin their self-respect. Now, if I may add, last, last Wednesday, not, not uh, yesterday, but a week ago, um, my son's children, together with some Bedouin children, had a festival a peace festival called Peace in in the Soda Stream uh, air compound. And they had 2,000 2, people came. Bedouins, Israeli Arabs, Israeli Jews, all together. They had a, a fun day, and they want to show that the world, that there's a way for Jews and Arabs to live together in peace. So I, wanna, I want you to adapt that. I don't have any of the books with me. You need to know about. You know, you know the expression about the, the shoemaker goes barefoot. I'm the author of this new book, BDS for Idiots, and I don't even have a copy. Some of you out there have already bought them from Amazon, but I don't have a copy yet. So this shoemaker is barefoot. But what I want is this book cover. I'm going to give it to you. I want you to give it to David and tell him that he ought to get copies of this book, BDS for Idiots. Daniel, sorry. Daniel, BDS for idiots. What he does really is some seriously funny humiliation BDS. Because although they think they're going to destroy Israel, both politically, geographically, and economically, Israel is getting stronger. Yeah. So the millions of dollars and the hours and hours of effort they're putting into it, they're usually a guy BDS. You bullshitters, you boneheads, you're getting nowhere. This is a family channel. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, okay, so the, the radio show itself is on every Sunday at 10 a.m. at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 17 and 21 in Jewish State. So we, I basically, I, I show the greatness of this country and tell the truth as, as a, from, a, uh, from a non-Jewish American perspective, and I'm Christian. And with that being said, if it had not been, the reality is there would be no United States of America if it were not for the Jewish people, because the founding principles of the Constitution come from the principles of Torah. So once again, I want to say thank you. When I look at the timeline of man's history, I see the eternal fingerprint of the Jewish people blessing the world. And uh, you talk about the incoming of the Jewish people. I come from England. These people came from various parts of the state. They didn't come over here because we're persecuted. Wow! From New York. Let me let me ask you, ladies, something. Why why did you make Aliyah? Because my husband wants to. What, 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 it was me, it was Carol, my and wife, let me hear. And, 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 and he helped me buy my apartment. <laughs> nice. What, what was it in your husband, do you think? My husband was, uh, read a Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, so she did a lot of work for ACI helping settle down.
Why, 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 why did you come home, man? I came because um, somehow I had this uh, pull of that this is where it belongs. Amen. Yeah, yeah this is my homeland. Amen. And, that's uh, awesome. And uh, it was just clear that I, that's where I have to come. Right. Uh, wow. Wow. You know, every time I ask that a lot, and, and uh, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions that people have about Christians. And they think, oh, it'll bring back the Messiah if you think every Jew will come home. And that's completely untrue. It's not even ever what we've ever believed. But we do know that when God opens a door, you should walk through it. I mean, we see this historically. As well, claim the land. Claim the land that God has given you. And when you do that, the blessings that come from it. I'm sure you you can attest a million things how it's changed your life. And I've lived here for three years, almost four, and it's changed my life dramatically. Really? You know? I, I say, living in this world is the people who don't live here, are missing out. Absolutely. Because in other countries, life is like a credit card. Shiny on two sides, on two sides and here. Wow. Very cold in the middle. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Wow. That's amazing. Right? Right? And there's, 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 on the outside, sweet on the inside. And I found that when I asked that, I asked two questions. Number one, where are you from? What town are you from? And they say, where are you from? Oh, I was born here. Well, where are your parents from? Your grandparents from? And there's always a beautiful, amazing story, a background. And I always sit in awe and say, what a miracle. I'm married to a, a Holocaust survivor. Oh, wow. My husband was, uh, was a young, was a teenager in um, Slovakia. And oh. uh, all his grandparents and his aunts and uncles and their children were wiped out by the Nazis. And he, he and his family survived. And against his parents' wishes, he was a kid. He was, uh, how old was he? 16 years old. He joined the youth movement and he joined, he came eventually came to Israel on the boat known as the Exodus. Yes, I know exactly. Wow. He was a uh, very young youth leader of other kids who had, <coughs> who had survived the war. And uh, they came to Israel and uh, unfortunately the British took them off the boat, turned them around, put them on three separate sure. boats sure. and sent them back to Germany. Disgusting. Yeah. These are, you know what, I went to the, the, the Paul Mock Museum. Now, I love history, and I do a lot, did a lot of reading. Uh, but when I came here and went to the Palma, and I've interviewed people from the Palma and Haganah, it's amazing. I was in total shock when I found out what the British had done to the Jewish people when the Europeans said, I remember at the end of Schindler's List, do you remember the Russian on the horse? At the end, if you, if, 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 it's, if you remember... Uh, and all the, the, the Jewish people that, that Oscar Schindler had in the back, they're all sleeping outside on the ground. It was in the spring. And so when the Russian guy pulled up on his horse and said, what are you doing? They said, ah, oh, we're blah, blah, blah. And they, he said, well, we, what should we do? He said, well, you can't go that way. They don't want you. And don't go that way. They don't want you. That's right. And then you tried to come home, and then the British... And this is why their children will live as slaves under Islam. <laughs> because you persecuted the Jewish people and refused to let them come home. And God is bringing judgment to you. And I'm saying that to David Cameron, who has embraced Islam and who's put their, his own people into slavery. Yeah. 
You're getting back what you put out. You're getting back what you put out. I love it. I love it. I don't feel any remorse for the Europeans who have who have slandered and have persecuted the Jews for centuries, and now you're getting back what you put out as you become godless. Anyway, that's my take, and I get off. And it's my radio show. I can say it. We're gonna. I'll make sure because this video. I, I, ma'am, I'm going to tell you what. When I look at your history, and people can say what they want. You know what? When I look at some people tell me, oh, but Michael, the Jews failed God. You know, we all failed God. But there comes a time when we have to take a stand for what's right. And you know what? I am thankful and blessed every day to be in your country and stand with you. When I see what the world is doing, you're here. You're, it's your country too. I, I appreciate that, ma'am. <laughs> tell the government that. <laughs> and what can we do to help you? Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. In, we stand together. We all stand together. And I want to say, wow, this is very. Uh, we never expected this, but this, this. I'm glad you ladies came over. I have to tell you another side story. Side story. Okay. I came to the I love the time. I love the time. I was in the synagogue and I met this lady and I would say to her, Shabbat Shalom. I would say, Hansamea. We didn't know each other. We didn't know each other. And just by passing, one night we went out, six couples, and we were just sitting and talking. I said, Where do you come from? And she said, to the city. That's in New Jersey. Well, yeah. I said, I come from Bayonne. I said, where did you go to That's school? That's like about Southern and Rihanna, yeah, one yeah. next to the other. Where did you go to school? So did I. And what year did you go? 1955. So did I. Wow. <laughs> and, who <are> <laughs> and who are you? That's amazing. And we finally found each other. We, we didn't recognize each other for 40, haven't seen her in 40 years. Wow. That is a miracle. Nice. That is amazing. Amazing. Now, do, do you have children? I have. I have. Can I show up? Please, please, please sit down, ladies. Great grandchildren. Wow. Now, can I ask you, Ray? My mother's 73. She just actually left her being here for the first time. Oh, wow. Okay. She and I are the same. She's older than I am. I'm 81, and I don't have lipstick. No, you look great. There's nothing like that natural. Ma'am, don't paint the barn if it doesn't need paint. You look fantastic. You look great. Wow, that's amazing. Now, how many grandchildren do you have? We have, uh, thank God, we have three boys. Nice. They're all here. They, wow. were, they were educated here and in the United States. And we have uh, ten grandchildren. All right. Wow. Barry, wow. That was, Michael. That was amazing, folks. You just had these ladies come over. They were excited about what they heard. Yep. And, uh, Barry, that happens a lot on this show. Really? People listen. That's why I do it out in the public instead of in a closed room somewhere because we still get a good uh, good reception, right. good volume. But people hear and get excited about, you know, us sitting around talking about the greatness of this country. Yeah, you can see how people come and uh, tell you about, you know, their contribution to Israel. It's amazing, amazing. It's Mary, we want to talk about <laughs> BDS, BDS for Idiots. Right. 
Barry, what 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 brought about? BDS radio. Right. Explain briefly what BDS means and what inspired you to write to, to write BDS for idiots. Because you got some great stuff in this book. Okay. Right? You know, I I um, I uh, advocate for Israel and I advocate for the truth and honesty. And unfortunately, the lot of the anti-Israel message has been, you know, demonization, slanders, and lies against Jews. Against Jews, That's right. against that the Jewish state, absolutely. Um, and um, I've written a couple of books, more serious works, as a result of uh, my my research. But this new book has really, really touched a nerve, uh, and it's really been adopted by a lot of young people who wouldn't pick up the normal books, but are concerned about Israel, right. understand there's something going wrong about the anti-Israel messaging, and they've they've gone for the book of uh, BDS for idiots. And, and the reason I, I came to it because I wrote I wrote an article about eight nine years ago, <coughs> um, which 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 actually went viral on the social media, um, and the name of the title was really um, uh, addressed to BDS activists. It was called "If You're Going to Boycott Israel, Do It Properly." Wow. Because I got so fed up of these people telling people they should boycott Israel. And these people didn't do it themselves. So I told them, you know, throw away your computer because it doesn't work without Israeli technology. Throw away your mobile phone right. because that's full of Israeli ingenuity. Stop eating the cherry tomato on your salad. Everything. Even your medical whatever. Do it. Be honesty, of course, you know. But there are honest, of course. And that one went viral. I've done a lot of writing and talking since on serious stuff. But I decided this book. You know, I'm going to write it that really appeals to on a on a simpler level. Uh, and it came out of a talk I gave some time ago, <clears throat> where I said, you know, really the effect of what's called the BDS movement, which is boycotts, divestments, and sanctions against Israel, is really bought, built on slanders and lies, and it hasn't affected Israel at all, not economically. Compared with 19 years ago, we're absolute powerhouse. Right. No country. No individuals can do without Israeli te- without Israeli technology. It's amazing. Economically, <laughs> they're not going to move us. They think they could destroy us, like they say, they claim they defeated the white regime of South Africa. There's no way they're going to destroy the state of Israel. Right. No way. Amen. So when you consider there are thousands of anti-Israel groups and organizations do nothing. It's all these radical, extreme leftists and Muslims or whatever who are determined to destroy Israel. They're wasting your, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your money. You know, you make a lot of noise, but you're ineffective. You know, I've got a chapter in my book that I call that irritating fly on a hot summer's night. You know what I mean by that? You know, you're lying by the pool with a glass of wine or you're on the beach with a cold drink and that little fly comes buzzing around your ear it's a nuisance it keeps swatting at it but it won't go away right? right that's for me the BDS you're a nuisance you make a lot of noise you irritate my ear but effectively you're not going to stop my enjoyment of life and my progress in life as well so I decided to write a book which I call a seriously funny humiliation of BDS activists BDS for idiots and chapter after chapter of this book you can have a laugh at most of the articles but the message for the readers is something you get bags and bags of material out of this book that really makes the case and you, I'm telling you now, like somebody says, you know, you can take seriously BDS. That's what they want. They want you to take them seriously. But you know what? You should laugh at them. Right. You should ridicule them. Mock them. 
I love mocking people that are fools. I have two pages in my book that I couldn't get the contents onto one page. Wow. Nice. But it's a fun read. It's an entertaining read, and it's also educational. The reason it's important, really, is because I want people... You know, Michael, our greatest supporters are often the Christian supporters of Israel, even more than the Jewish supporters, right? Now, I can't begin to tell you the number of times that they tell me how much they love Israel and support Israel. It's not good enough. You've got to act for Israel. Absolutely. And the thing that shocked me, you know, when I told people via the social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter or whatever, about this book, BDS for Idiots, they say to me, what's BDS? Wow. You know, if you're really supporting Israel, you've got to really be aware of people in your towns and your neighbors and your campuses and what they're doing against Israel. You've got to speak up and you've got to challenge them. Absolutely. And you can do that by getting this book, BDS, or this movement of anti-Israel activists who have got nothing else in their lives except to try and destroy Israel, the Jewish state, and they dress it up in this secular language of human rights, Right. you know, the right. sort of thing. But they're really not for human rights. They call themselves pro-Palestinians, but I can prove time and time again, from my personal experience, and I anecdotally tell it in the book as well, that I prove to them these people really hate Israel, the Jewish state, much, much more than they support the Palestinians. Right. Wow, wow. <laughs> Barry, you know what? You do have some... I, I love this part. Yeah, well, because the great thing about Barry's book is you can make it like a group session. Yeah. You can get your book and yep. and uh, get a bunch of people around that have read it. Like, do, do, a, do a session on a chapter. Right. Every time you read a chapter. Right. And at the end, you have a list of questions. Right. Could you, could you a read quiz. A quiz. There's a quiz. I feel right. like I was in... I I, I have a this is university-level stuff. Right. Okay? I have a, I have a and couple... And I say that because we're so stupid today right. that to a lot of people, this would be considered master's degree. No, no, no. I, I think people love Israel. <coughs> Supporters are not stupid, but they do right. need to learn, learn what's happening outside of their, their lives so they can really appreciate of, uh, what they can add for Israel. Absolutely. <coughs> so, I, have, I have a couple of quizzes in the book. Please, well, read us off some of these questions. Good stuff. I want to see if All I right. can answer. Well, for instance... I put in here a fun quiz for Palestine experts. These are the BDS people that say that there is Palestine. You know, this is the this is a state that was there before the state of Israel. Right. Because we're occupying Palestinian land. You've heard this sort of message. Right. So, okay. <clears throat> so I say some of these questions that uh, you, BDS boneheads. Okay. So you've got this country of Palestine. When was it founded and by whom? Wow. You know that? Because I, I know that, like, <coughs> at least since 1948... That David Ben Gurion, actually Herzl right. was kind of like the founder. Yeah, well, okay. But David Ben Gurion uh, was we, one of the first. Well, we can talk about the League of Nations, which is the uh, actually was a precedence of, uh, of the United Nations, okay. uh, who had mandates, and they declared that uh, Palestine was. Tell me what it is. The national home of the Jewish people. Wow. It calls for, and it says in the 1922 League of Nations mandate, unanimously passed by the way including by a lot of the Muslim and Arab states, they approved this as well because they were going to get Syria and Iraq and Lebanon and Jordan and all these other things, so they approved this. You know, it calls for close Jewish settlement. 
in the League of Nations. No, this isn't a, this isn't a you know an illegal settlement. It's called legally binding close to settlement. Wow. So anyway, we're talking about these people argue right that we really usurped what was Palestine before. So I want to know where was this capital of this so-called Palestine? Where was it? Where were its borders? Right? Name me one Palestinian leader before Yasser Arafat. Yasser Arafat, who was the first arch-Islamic terrorist. Because Absolutely. He, because he counts all his slogans in Islamic terms. Right. You know, right. the martyrs and the intifadas and uh, the al-Aqsa and uh, everything like that. Right? And then I said, you know, if they had this, this government, this country before, what was its currency? You know, what form of government did it have? Um, wow. So there's no Palestine today. What caused its demise? You know, how did it, and when did it occur? So, I mean, all these questions I'm aiming at you, BDS, boneheads, to give me the answer. And they can't. Not one of these questions can they answer of this so-called Palestine, that these Jews came and usurped this Palestinian land in favor of uh, the Jewish state. It's nonsense, basically. And it's part of the fun part of, of the book. Right. Wow. And, you know, what a lot of people don't realize is, uh, not only are they not Palestinian people, but these people that claim to be Palestinian are actually Muslims who have ties to the global Islamic world that calls for the death of Israel and the Koran that calls for the death of the Jewish people. So let's have a bit more fun. Okay. I have another chapter in the book which I call the BDS PC Dictionary. Okay, you know, you, know, you hear these sort of expressions in the media by your politicians, not only by US the politicians. people who want to destroy Israel, right. right? So, for instance, I give a definition of the expressions they use. You often hear about Israeli aggression, right? Okay, I put it in A. Aggression is killing people who are trying to kill you, because that's what we have. We right. have thousands of Hezbollah terrorists and rockets. We have Hamas terrorists and rockets. We have Palestinian terrorists are killing, killing us or whatever they want. So the one we response, we're accusing the media of aggression against Palestinians. So right. what is aggression from our perspective is killing people who are trying to kill you. Right? Now, you know, there was a favorite slogan a few years ago, what they call the Arab Spring, that the uprising uh, and the, in the Arab Muslim world, you know, which has led to the disaster we see today, right? So I put, what's the definition of the Arab Spring? It's the replacement of one Arab dictatorship with another one, with the help of Western <laughs> money and the media cheerleading. Wow, wow, wow. So, you that's the like definition of what's happened, that, you know? If you talk about when the, whenever Israel has to respond to Hamas and Hezbollah and we beat them, it's called a disproportionate response. You know, my definition of disproportionate response is a one word. It's winning, not losing. Amen. And then they accuse Israel when we do respond of responding with a disproportionate use of force. Right? So my definition is any Israeli military response to 8,000 rockets fired into Israeli civilian wow. centers. So I've got like a whole chapter on all these terms that you find in your media and on your TV screens and people who are anti-Israel use and actually put on the definition of what they really say and it really exposes the double standards and the hypocrisy in a humorous way. Barry, let me ask you, we've got a few seconds left. Okay. What would you say to Americans 
uh, right now, and especially to American Jews, about the BDS movement to sum up? Uh, if I'm talking about the uh, the American Jews, right, I would suggest you get a copy of the book, read it. You will suddenly become aware of the lies and slander of the BDS movement, whether it's on the campuses, on your streets, in your media, or wherever, right? And you and be aware of the truth and honesty of Israel's message. Amen. Folks, Barry, I want to say thanks for being on the show. Thank you. And uh, we're going to have you on again. I want, it's a great read. I want to tell you, it really is a fun read. You go to Amazon. I want you to click on the five-star button because that Amazon gives this book a rating. We want to make this book the pro-Israel book of the year. There are so many anti-Israel books over there. We want you to act for Israel. Get a copy of the book. Rate it well. You'll have a fun read. It's a great book. And then tell your friends about it. All right. All right. Barry, thanks for being on the show. This is Michael Gennaro with Insight to Israel and Chocolates for Heroes. God bless the patriot conservatives who stand for the Judeo-Christian founded Constitution and Bill of Rights. And God bless Israel in her fight for sovereignty and security. About the Jewish state to the grassroots of the United States. The truth about Israel as this country is number one in technology, agriculture, and medicine. And the vast amounts of humanitarian work that they, it does around the world. Barry Shaw is amazing. I, you know what? I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to say this. I love saying this. Because we've become such fools in the United States. And we live off of a... And I, look, I love my country. I thank God for it. But we have to be honest about where we are. We live off this, this facade patriotism. Do you know what the, the symbol of patriotism now in the United States is for the most part? A woman in a bikini that's red, white, and blue carrying an AR-15 and a guy on a Harley-Davidson motorcycle with a goatee flying the American flag. What a joke. You know what the true symbol of patriotism is? The Bible. God's Word, Torah. The first five books on which the founding principles of the United States Constitution come from. That is the truest and only symbol of patriotism that should be but is not today in the United States. So what I'm, what I laid the foundation to say this in the beginning of my show is that if number one, if it had not been for Hashem, God giving Torah to the Jewish people, we would not have the United States Constitution or Bill of Rights, because the founding principles of the Constitution come from the principles of Torah. So with that being said, as America, not as a whole, but governmentally at the choice of the people because the people chose to do nothing to keep it intact America has become more and more secular and godless and so therefore when we forget the principles on which we were founded something else takes the place fills in the vacuum with that being said as Israel which is not a perfect country so I want to have people I get emails all the time you think Israel's perfect it's not but I will say this that the family unit for the most part, is still intact family values in this country. Children are safer here in Israel than in the United States, even in our smallest towns, and I come from West Virginia. With that being said, we are seeing a fundamental shift as Israel is number one in the world, surpassing the United States, surpassing Russia and the Europeans 
in technology, agriculture, and medicine, and far superior military. We don't like to hear this in the United States because our pride gets the better of us. Far more superior in military technology 20 years in advance. Out of necessity. Why? Because they're Jews, which is unfortunate. But with that being said, it excites me because I see the miracle of God's hand taking place in this country. And I want to say thank you to everyone. Wow, this comes back to the foundation. Thank you to the guys at America's Web Radio who play this truth uh, every week. And I want to say thank you to all the listeners who watch the social media, share comments uh, on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And also want to last but not least say thank you to all those who are participators, not spectators, in sending chocolates for heroes. Chocolates for heroes. Now, I want to say that it was we, we're not Hershey's for heroes anymore based on the fact that a leftist turned us in to Hershey's, which I knew would happen, but unfortunately it was someone from this country, unfortunately. But you got them everywhere. The Jewish people have to deal with the leftists. As a non-Jew, I have to deal with the leftists. What happens when you adopt a secular democracy? Exactly. Well, let me say this, though, Barry. I want to, I want to as a non-Jew, I want to challenge, I want to say that Theodore Herzl and those who founded the country, Theodore Herzl did not have a vision of a secular country. What's amazing is, and I realize this, is that it was eye-opening. Because I've heard this since I've been here. Oh, Israel's, Israel's a secular state. No, it is not. Number one, Ben-Gurion obviously had an eye, even though they say he was an atheist. That guy established God. And even though he may have not been religious, okay, traditionally religious, I believe that he honored God or had an, a knowledge of God because even they found a Bible beside his bed. Uh, so Am I right or wrong? My take is you can look at me and you can see by my uh, outward appearance that I'm, uh, I'm not a, what people assume to be an orthodox or ultra-orthodox Jew, right? But even my, my perspective, one of the perspectives that I have of the Bible is for me, in the way I read my life, it's my GPS. Because the Bible talks basically, if you want to take it down to bare bones, talking about three things. It talks about the land of Israel, Eretz Yisrael. It talks about the people of Israel, right. Am Yisrael or Bnei Yisrael. Right. And it talks about the laws in which you conduct your life, starting from the Ten Books of Moses all the way through the Old Testament or chapters and chapters of the laws ruling how you conduct your life. The Amen. problem that you mentioned before is what's happened in too many countries. They've abandoned Christianity. I'm even talking about Europe now. For a secular religion which is based on what they call human rights. And this talk about human rights, if it was really for human rights, would really be effective. But the language of human rights has been hijacked by the enemies of people who think of themselves as liberal progressives. They've been hijacked and they've been seduced. And hijacked, the language of human rights is being used and abused, particularly against Israel. Where you usually hear by the enemies of Israel, the ones that want to destroy Israel, using the language of human rights to try and demonize and delegitimize the Jewish state. Wow. And unfortunately, too many Jews in America in particular and other places right. have been seduced by this and they're caught on this fashion, if you like, 
of adopting human rights attitude and come down also against Israel. And these people are really shallow. They've adopted the lies and the slanders that have been said about Israel and demonstrated against Israel. And they are not looking for truth and justice. Honesty, truth, and justice. Wow. And we're going to talk about that because it's very important. Uh, and we're going to talk about your book, uh, BDS for Idiots. And uh, we're going to enlighten you on what the BDS movement is. A lot of people in the United States don't really understand it. Moving forward, I just want to say quickly thank you to everyone. We're, we're, we're coming up with a good name, something catchy like Hershey's for Heroes, which I'm actually legally not supposed to be saying their name. But uh, we're, we, we want to come up with something catchy. And anyone out there listening to the radio show or watching this video after the radio show is played, uh, I want to challenge you, if you come up with a catchy name, Give us full credibility for that name, for using that name. We will donate uh, 200 Hershey's, 200 chocolate bars uh, to you with your name and your personal note on it to these Israeli soldiers. This program is a grassroots program bringing together Americans with a simple note on the chocolate bar with the Israeli soldiers. And they try, they're trying to shut it down, but I'm going to tell you what, you can't shut down something that's grassroots and effective. And I am very thankful that, I, I have to say it, you know, we, we, God can give us the ability, you know, that's what it starts with. And we, but we have to walk through that door when it's cracked, when it's open. And so when we do that, then everything else falls into place. And I am thankful for the gift of Insight to Israel and her Chocolates for Heroes that has been laid in my possession. And I want to say thank you uh, to those who are participators in as I give that gift to you and you open it up and we all work together and bless the Jewish state and especially the soldiers that defend freedom every day. So with that being said, if you want to give me one second, if you want to get involved with Chocolates for Heroes. Uh, you need to go to my pers personal Facebook page, Michael Gano, or go to YouTube. Send me an email on on Facebook or on the Insight to Israel page on Facebook. And our website's being worked on right now. It's InsightToIsrael.org. It's it's it, look at it, but it's not worth looking at yet. We're working on it. So, what do you want to say, Barry? I don't know. You give me another idea because if uh, people out there are listening to this who really say they uh, love Israel and really want to act for Israel. In one of the things also I get from the Bible is that God tells you it's not enough to pray for Israel. Amen. If you read the Old Testament properly, God insists that you have to go out and act for Israel. Right. He wow. said it to Abraham, he said it to Moses. It's not enough to pray, you have to act for Israel. One of the things you have to do is you have to really learn some of the hard facts that are relevant today and speak up and argue for Israel against our enemies. There are our enemies who are out there on your in your towns, on your campuses, in your media who really are intending to destroy Israel. And, and I want to give you another idea. You gave the idea of the chocolate bars for Israel. You know, if anybody's listening up there has a group support group for Israel, why don't you, for instance, on your social media conduct some sort of quiz and as a prize for the quiz donate 
copies of BDS for Idiots, which is a fun read. It's an entertaining read and it's an, also an enlightening read as well because it gives you so many aspects of how you can bring down the BDS movement who one of the stupidest enemies of Israel going. Um, and, uh, and if you want to contact me, I can tell you ways in which we can get, you know, numbers of books for a low price of and, and let me say this. <coughs> starting on this day, starting on this day, the first 200 people <coughs> that buy BDS for Idiots, yeah. we are personally going to donate 10 chocolate bars Ooh. in that person's name. And they can put their personal note on it to the Israeli soldiers that they care about. It. Oh, so that's a double mitzvah. Hey, you, you get the copy of the book, which is a pro, the pro-Israel book of the year. And secondly, you're going to get chocolate bars from Michael over here, which is going to go to the Israeli soldiers. And what we do is you should, you email us the notes. We'll put it on the chocolate bar and a picture that we you can know, use. You know, can I give you a better idea? Okay. In order to prove you've got the copy of the book, you have to do a selfie of yourself with a copy of the book there you go. and give it to Michael and put it on his website. And I want you to also put it on my Facebook page. Okay. Right? Okay. Uh, so, you know, they can put it on your Facebook page and you put it on mine as well. What we'll you do have is... To have the title of the book, the book to see you've got it in your hands and Michael will then decide who's going to win the chocolate. And so, the first 200 people that do that, what we'll do is, when they show a copy of the book, okay... Yeah. Yeah. We'll take, and they send me an, uh, an email with their notes. Yep. We'll put it on the chocolate bar, collage the note on the chocolate bar, right. and a picture with their book holding the BDS book. Right. And we'll post that on, on the next, on the website. And on the, the, and the, the, other, and the other thing you can do is when you are handing out the chocolate bars to the Israeli soldiers, you can video gifting these chocolate bars from you. Amen. Right? Amen. You and your name, having my call, being seen over here with the Israeli soldiers donating these chocolate bars in your name the idea of soldiers. There, I'm glad we work together. Huh? This can be awesome. <laughs> We're going to have a lot of pictures on the Insight to Israel and the new on the website and also on the new chocolate. I, I, I think maybe I might keep the chocolates for heroes. I'm used to saying, but it's not so catchy as the H yeah, yeah, for right, heroes. Yeah, right, okay. But we're going to get it figured out. But we will, uh, let, let's, let's repeat that one more time. You, The first 200 people from this point, from this date, to buy Barry's book, you send us a picture holding up Barry's book, okay? We're going to take that picture and collage it with a picture of the 10, how many did I say? 200. Oh, 10 chocolate bars. 10 chocolate bars. Yeah. yeah. Per person. Yeah. You're going to have a, your own personal note to the Israeli soldiers with uh, uh, on that chocolate bar, and we're going to collage that together. You have you have a Facebook page. I do. Inside what, what, to Israel. What's the, what's the name of the in, Facebook? Page? In, Where can they find it? Insight to Israel. Insight to Israel. And we're going to post right. it on our website, insightisrael.org. Once you've got your book, you post it with a picture of yourself on Michael's Facebook page. He's going to also uh, share it on my Facebook page as well. Right, picture like this, and you are then down. To be have ten chocolate bars donated in your name to Israeli soldiers by Michael and his organization. And we're going to put your personal note. The other thing I want to ask is, you can help make this book the pro-Israel book of the year. When you buy this book on the Amazon page, you click on the five-star buttons they do there because they do their rankings according to these uh, buttons. And the one I'm going to take a gamble here. After reading this book, I want you to go back to that Amazon page and I want you to write a review. I'm taking a gamble because I'm. 
I'm sure you're going to fall in love with the book. It's a great read. And you're going to give it a good review because also Amazon rank and rate their books according to the amount of reviews and five-star reviews they get on that. And when we do the advertisement for this week's show, we're actually going to put all of that information great. with the advertisement. Because we're going to throw it up all over Facebook and, and the other parts of the social media. Barry, thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. And uh, uh, Great meeting you again, Michael. Yes, sir. And thanks for your love and support of Israel. But you've got to act for Israel. It's no good just staying at home and praying for Israel. God can hear your prayers. God is telling you, you have to get out there and act and do things for Israel. Sometimes it's not pleasant. Sometimes it's time-consuming. But you've got to express your love in Israel by the act of you do. And helping Michael and his cause and what he's doing for the Israeli soldiers, you will get a reward out of that. Amen. Amen. Barry, you know, I want to start off by, by talking a little bit about you. You have an accent. Yeah. Where's that accent from? Originally from England. From England. Yes, from Manchester. Now, are there a lot of... I've been my misspent youth in England. (laughs) (laughs) Is there there a big Jewish community in England? Yes, shrinking like a lot of European countries. Exactly. Where things change in England as they are in a lot of the European countries. And it also looks to me, you know, unless you change your government, then you don't upset some of the Democrats out there. Ah, they'll uh, be all right. But uh, it seems to be um, changing not in the right direction. What you should do in America is, you know, don't follow the European example. Absolutely. Never follow the Europeans. They're such cowards. Anyway, Barry, let me tell you, I quit. As you, as I'm sure you're aware, you and I both... We have a personality. We can care less what folks think. Because at the end of the day, as long as you're thinking the right way and doing the right way and acting the right way, not much folks can do to criticize you. Incidentally, I should deserve 10 chocolate bars because I served in the IDF as well, you know. Actually, I, saw, I saw a bit of action. So I, I, I actually I, did tell you that I was going to donate some in your name. <laughs> no, I, and I, we're going to do that. Uh, that's good, that's good. When did you make Aliyah? We made Aliyah about 35 years ago. My you wife say, and I yeah. and my tiny kids at that time. Wow, how many children and you got? Three. Three children. One's in the States right now. Um, but uh, she was in the uh, Air Force, like this. She was a fitness trainer for uh, from Air Force pilots. Wow. People. And I've got a couple, uh, son and a daughter over here who also um, serve Israel in uh, ways I can't discuss on that. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me say this. Uh, there's a lot I can say on that one. But uh, thank you. Thank you for raising the children the right way to where they did excel and, and end up in these whatever positions they are that you know, are valuable. I, I mentioned something before. We could look at me as uh, like a lot of Israelis who uh, come from uh, different countries. I, I said to you out there that, you know, God demands not only you pray for Israel, but you're actually after Israel. We got up. We didn't come out of any suffering. We came from a nice middle-class, uh, prosperous family in Britain, ah. and we uprooted ourselves. We came to Israel. We spent over ten years on Kibbutzim, Kibbutzim, and then we moved into the town of Netanya, where Love Michael and I are talking right now. But we acted. What I'm telling you to do is basically what we've done. I'm not saying you don't have to put yourself and come and I think they should. in the Holy Land. I but, think they uh, should. But, uh, you know, we have acted for Israel, and this is what I'm doing right now, is it, it, that 
there is a need for truth and honestly to be spoken about Israel. We are right in our court, and unfortunately, a lot of lies, slander, and demonization is happening against Israel right, right now, right. Uh, which is uh, upsetting. Uh, this, we have to keep it in proportion. Right. This isn't going to destroy Israel. This isn't going to affect Israel economically. But, you know, if we talk about the BDS movement, they're full of lies and slander. You see them in your media and on your streets and on your campuses or whatever, and you think they're highly effective. They may intimidate a lot of people right. over there into silence. But you need to speak up and you need to have the facts and the truth. And this book does that. It ridicules and humiliates media. And, and let me, that, that's why I want to ask you the next question. Okay, so you bring your family here. Yep. That's amazing. First of all, let me say, I am 100% every Jew should be here to stand strong with this country, to bring your children here to serve honorably next to these Israeli children that are born here, the Israeli Jewish children. And I will tell you that historically, when the doors were opened and the Jewish people didn't walk through, the ones that did were blessed and the ones that didn't, tragedy, tragedy. You know, do I put it in my perverse way of thinking, there's blatant anti-Semitism rising again in Europe in different countries, right? But you know, I look at it as a positive thing. You know why it's a positive thing? Because unlike the Europe in the 30s, there is the Jewish state of Israel. Amen. And this anti-Semitism could be God's way of giving these Jews of Europe a kick up the backside. Absolutely. And saying, you are strangers in these lands. You Amen. You may be prosperous, but you're a stranger in the land. And you and the, 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 it takes a kick up the backside to get these people to leave. There's a new exodus going on from out of Europe into Israel. And next is America because, listen... American Jews, don't, don't. Listen, I would be offended if I fought and bled for this country and the American Jews think they can throw money at this country and that's it. That's your, and your kids come here and sit and hang out and party and do all this other stuff on their beaches where blood was shed, where Jews died to defend it. You think that your kids are really going to get anything out of that? You need to bring them here. You need to sacrifice as an adult for the sake of your children's future. Barry, I'm going to tell you what, Barry. After what I've seen, what your people go through, brother, I am hardcore. i got Jewish friends in the United States. And, brother, I'm going to tell you, I don't let it rest. They send me emails. Michael, it's so nice what you're doing in Israel. I'm like, you know what? I'm not a Jew. You should be here. This is These are your people. You this know, is your homeland. I was on a, I was on a panel. I ride that horse all day, Barry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's my radio show. I would... <laughs> I, w I was on a panel about a week ago, a month ago, uh, and somebody asked, uh, "Which is the? What would you describe as the best feature of Israel?" Right? All of it. Okay. So we have to decide one. Okay. And my answer to that question was the people of Israel. Amen. Amen. It may surprise you. Let me tell you why. You know, I mentioned about me being not outwardly a religious Jew or whatever, but when you see the way that the, the, the Jews of Israel, secular as well as the religious, behave, for instance, if you take the, the most holy day in the Jewish calendar, Yom Kippur, right? Even if you're secular, if you're, you've been here on Yom Kippur, nothing moves in this country. Nothing. Nobody drives a nothing. car. Nothing. Nothing. Now, there may be secular Jews, and there are a lot of secular Jews, but they honor the day. Barry, you know what I love? My first Yom Kippur here, my, my experience was, it was so overwhelming, emotionally and shocking. 
I literally went to a few synagogues in Tel Aviv. And my friends, some of my friends, a couple of them, I don't have, most of my friends are religious or orthodox. Uh, but my secular friends, okay, they, and I saw this, not just them, but I saw others. There is such a respect for Yom Kippur. They're standing outside the synagogue listening to the prayer. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's amazing. You don't see folks, not, and it doesn't happen. I, I've heard stories. But in the United States, do you think we stand up? Do you think that the, the seculars stand outside the churches and listen to the prayers of the saints, of those who claim to be a Christian? I don't think so. I didn't grow up with that. That's, I, I respect that. Let me, let me tell you another aspect of uh, Coming on to your issue. And I'm not being critical of Christianity. I'm critiquing. You need to self-examine. In the the time you're giving me here, I want to mention another aspect why I said the people are amazing. They are. I will never criticize the young people of Israel. When I've seen, for instance, take 2014, when Hamas decided to fire thousands of rockets at Israel, see the young men and women voluntarily going into their units to put themselves in harm way to defend their family and their country. I will never criticize any of the young people of Israel. Let me take it one step further. Okay. The people of Israel. Love them. One of the soldiers, in fact, three of the soldiers that were killed in, in Gaza, fighting for Israel in Gaza against Hamas and Islamic Jihad terrorists, were killed. Lone soldier, an American lone soldier. Do you remember this? Yeah. You know, he didn't, have, he didn't, didn't have any, didn't have any family here, right? In his funeral over here, thirty thousand Israelis that never knew this guy came to the cemetery to honour this guy and pay their respects. Which country would this happen? If a soldier came back to America, would you get thirty thousand nah. strangers coming to the cemetery? No, because we got soldiers coming back all the time. You know, this is an amazing country. And in the, let, let me add to that. I went to Beersheba to the hospital during the operation in 2014, Sukkot Protective Edge. Barry, I'm going to tell you what. Your people changed my life. I literally saw, I, I, I want to say tens of thousands. I don't want to exaggerate too much, but you might as well because there were literally thousands of people in the hospital bringing underwear, socks, T-shirts, Food, 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 food. From room to room, there, there was like maybe one or even up to three or four soldiers in one room. And they're flooding the room yeah, with gifts. Absolutely. Stacked to the wall. Yeah. Up to the ceiling. Yeah. And therefore, I want to say in, in closing this little section, okay. I want to put about the, I said the people of Israel, this is more important. And I will say, I will put out the people of Israel, the Jews of Israel, even against the Jews of America, who are, who are critical of Israel. Amen. Right? You haven't been through fire like we have been over here. Absolutely. And the behavior of the people are tested in moments of, of stress and trial. And the people of Israel are amazing people. Amen. Amen. And that, listen, you know what I love? The fact that I'm not Jewish and live in this country and my life, Barry, I'm going to say thank you for being Jewish. <laughs> my life has changed every my day. Pleasure. <laughs> my life has changed every day. Listen, my mother, we're, we're going we're gonna to get to your book. Okay? Okay. i got a couple minutes. Barry, my mother, you keep BDS holding that up. We're going to get to BDS for it. I, I, there's, listen, there's times, Barry, my mother came here for two weeks. Okay? My friends, I've got two two 
very good friends of mine that are very intertwined with Insight Israel. Chocolates for Heroes. I hadn't seen my mother in over three years. One of my friends, and I say, even though they, 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 they're volunteers, they're very close friends of mine. She literally flew to the United States, picked up my mother, paid for her plane ticket, brought her back to the U.S., or back to here to Israel. My mother had never been here. She's never the one been. that never been here. She's the one that raised me to love Israel, and I'm here before her. <laughs> so she said, Michael, we have a meeting in my apartment at 10 o'clock. You need to be there at 10 o'clock. I get there. Now, I have to tell you, I was very, this was right after Hadar Cohen, the young lady that was murdered by a Muslim. Barry, I don't know what it was. I've been to a lot of funerals and placed a chocolate for heroes on the grave of soldiers with a note on from the Americans. But there's something about that young lady's funeral that it tore me up. It really, I, didn't, I cried all night. I don't know what it was, Barry. I read so much into this girl's life. Two months in the military. I went to the funeral and did videos. And yet, wow. Barry, I cannot find the words. I go to my friend's house, apartment, the next day. And I'm sitting there. I'm like in tears. Okay? All of a sudden, I turn around. Like, she, she's looking at me. And then she looks past me. And there, I turn around, and there's my mother. And I went from, like, my mouth dropped open for like 10 seconds. And then, tears of joy. So we took uh, my... Okay. It, listen... These two girls scheduled for two weeks, did the whole schedule of wherever place we're going to take her. On the weekend, we went to the, the first week, went to the north. The second weekend, we went to the south. Got my mother. I didn't pay for it. I didn't have the money. I don't have the money to do all this. Got my mother the best hotel room. Took We took her everywhere. And she saw the country. And she was in total shock because all of the perception, and this comes back to this. All of the perceptions, even that, that she had, having never been here, understandably, and that I'm here, I'm a forerunner ahead of her, and she comes here. My mother was literally crying. And the hospitality, folks, listen, she sat at the dinner table with complete strangers, people that didn't even know English, sat at the 